Hello and welcome to a very special episode. This is Never Seen Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) It is, yes, very good, yeah. The podcast where you've never been to Disney World. Um, Yeah, I have. You've been to Disneyland. No, I've been to Disneyland and I've been to uh, Animal Kingdom. Oh. And I've been to uh, MGM, the Hollywood land. That's not Disney. No, it is. It's the four, there's four oh, parks. Oh, the Hollywood park. Yeah. So I haven't right. been to the Magic Kingdom. Okay, okay. So this has never been to Magic. Disney World Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. We are going to Disney World. Yeah, um, we... Yeah, we're already going to be in Florida. Yeah, I don't we, want we anyone to think. We have been in Florida by the time. This yeah, comes out. we're going there for a wedding. I don't want anyone to think that <laughs> our, our, we are going to Florida to just go to Disney World. No, we just we so happen to be in the area. We just so happen to be in the. It's area. a coincidence, Governor. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Honest. Go, we're not going for you guys, okay? No. <laughs> No, that's true. We're just uh, using it to yeah. eke out another podcast episode so that you don't have to watch another Disney movie. But Disney World, so I'm not that excited by the rides because they will actually look a bit lame. You know, it's not they're not they look like really thrill seeker sure. rides like they have at Universal right. and uh, Six Flags and the like. Not that I'm really into that sort of stuff that much anymore. But um, you know, the, it's really about the magic, isn't it? And that is something we really suffer with at British theme parks. Mm. I grew up going to Chessington World of Adventures, okay. which was uh, originally a zoo and then became a kind of like a fairly premier um, theme park in England. And it was great. You know, I loved it. They're good rides. But there's no real magic to it. Like, we, you try as yeah. you might, but it's still a great... They, the theme is lacking in the Well, you, you just sort of go into a car park. It's an amusement park. Yeah. Well, there was there were... Th- like, you had a little world, right? Okay. Um, but you, you just go through a grey car park, you know, it'd be grey overhead, no doubt. It's It was just all a bit kind of grey. And mm-hmm. the right the theme park itself, but you go to Disney and you've got this long drive where they have different road signs yeah. and everything just... And even the queues, as you would call them, like, are their own worlds, you know? Like, you're waiting in line for 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour, and you're having an experience even in the line to get to yeah. a ride. So everything is very extremely meticulously planned. Um, they... I've learned all this cool stuff really just through TikTok, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit more research for when we come back after we've been there, and um, hopefully I'll be able to. Point well, the research will be being there. Won't well, it? the research will be being there, but also I'm gonna do some research on things such as they pump in scents in certain areas of the park. Right. There are hidden Mickey's everywhere, so maybe we should play a little game of how many Crack hidden pipes Mickey's in we the can Dumbo find. world. Um. There are, there's something called, uh, like, like, don't see me green or something. There's like a color of green or blue that they paint certain areas where they just don't want people to go. And like your mind basically blocks it out. So that's really interesting. Like uh-huh. there's so many, I mean, it's been so well thought out this, this world that they've created that everything is, is just like scientifically designed to maximize the the most out of the guests and like to McDonald's, keep people basically. from basically. Yeah, so it's really interesting. And I might, um, I mean, I know she's going to be busy, but I might get my cousin who does work at Disney World to give us some insider info. I think she will be busy because she's getting married she's the day after we're Saturday. going to Disney. So. She is, but we will be recording this 
a few days after. So I'll just see if she has any yeah any anybody well, she could put me in touch with. Right. Oh, okay. Not yeah. herself. Yeah. No. Right, but right, I mean, right. you know, she might she might just have a document somewhere of like here's the stuff I tell people. Yeah. That she can send me. But um, and she is a fan of this podcast, so she might be willing to help a girl out mm. if she, if it's easy for her. Okay. But anyway, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I've been there once as an adult. Uh, already and once as a very very small child so now that we've really infused our lives with all of this Disney shit I'm looking forward to going and seeing what I get out of the experience yeah I think the only thing I probably will get out of it is having a bit more knowledge about the films rather than the way it's going to make me feel I'm still expecting to kind of you know would rather be watching football but um, I but I do think that some of them You'd rather rather be watching baseball. I'd be watching baseball. That's what we're rather doing now. <laughs> um, they, uh, I, I think, I, I, why I'm looking forward to, it, if I'm honest, is the is the magic of it, which yeah. you just don't get in English in the in these parks, right? Yeah. And so I am looking forward to seeing that as an adult, and uh, maybe seeing the smiles on little children's faces. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Uh, you might even be able to meet Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> You could tell her what you think. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're off to Disney World, and when we come back, we will have been to Disney World, Indeed. and we'll have uh, we'll have our experience, and maybe some more, you know, fun facts about the place mm. that I will do my half-ass research. How many on. people have died on the rides? Yeah. How many children go missing per year oh in God. Disney? Well, no, no, they're reunited. They get reunited, sure. but how many get lost? Yeah, I'm sure. All right, I'll, I'll look that up. I'll, I'll get that information. Quite a lot, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you in Disney World. Yeah, the I would, yes. magical place. And not a moment before. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right. Okay, we are back from Disney World, from Florida. Mm-hmm. Fun in the sun. Yeah, it was nice to uh, get out of the freezing New York weather, which had been around <laughs> for about four days. And went away as soon as we got on the plane. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful here the whole time we were gone. Yeah, better for me. Yeah, but we enjoyed ourselves, didn't we? We did enjoy ourselves. Yeah, I got a, a very aggressive tan. Okay. At the pool. Yeah. And then we went to Disney. Yeah, and it wasn't a reason for that because the, it wasn't because of the town we went to Disney. That's how you just made it sound. What? You just made it sound like you got a town and then we decided to go to Disney. Well, no, but that was the order of events. It was the order of play, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> we would have gone if you hadn't got a town. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, yeah. I, I just thought I'd throw that in there. And I got read the following day. Again, no, no relation. Right. But just so everyone knows. Yes. We yeah. both got colour. Yeah. Different colors, different, but... <laughs> vastly different. Um, okay, so we went to Disney World. You had never been to either of the parks that we went to, right? Yeah, pretty sure. So I think when I was 16 or 17 or 18, somewhere, I might have even been 18. I suppose it's quite old, but I was very yeah. youthful. Well, you were 39 the last time you went, so... Yes, but I think I was I, I was around eighteen, I think, and we went to uh, definitely went to Magic Kingdom, definitely went to Hollywood back then, okay. Hollywood Studios. Yeah, uh, and I'm pretty sure we didn't do Magic Kingdom or mm-hmm. uh, or Epcot, which which we did this time. Indeed. Um, so 
Magic Kingdom was where we started our day. We only mm. spent one day there. Um, we got the park hopper option, and we went to Epcot later in the afternoon. Um, and I remember at the top of the episode, you were concerned about the number of deaths and kidnappings that um, might happen at a Disney park. Yeah, I didn't see any. No, you didn't witness. <laughs> you didn't witness any. Not one. No, I no. don't know why I was so worried about it, because like, that is... I mean, a lot of eyes are going to be on you there, aren't they? Eyes yeah. in the sky. Yeah. Well, I have some um, stats here. Oh, go on. So there were there have never been any confirmed kidnapping cases from Disney parks. Which Successful is, or attempted? Well, confirmed. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, no, I there haven't been any uh, any successful completed kidnapping cases. Are you telling me? Are you trying to tell me that we could have been the first? We could have been, yeah. We would have given them back afterwards. We blew an opportunity, didn't we? Yeah. Researchers at University of Central Florida have studied this is this issue extensively and have estimated that more than one hundred <laughs> kids go missing at Disney World every year. The University of Central Florida. Yeah. The University of Central Florida have researched this intently. What else they researching? Why are you making fun of them? Because it's the University of... Well, okay, why am I making fun of it? Because we just spent time in Central Florida. Yeah. Not... Doesn't seem like a beacon of education. I think that is very elitist, and I'm surprised at you, actually. And I love the fact that that's what they're studying, because it's on their doorstep. Let me just finish what I'm saying. (laughs) More than 100 kids go missing at Disney World every year. Still, you'll be happy to hear that most of these missing kids are reunited with their parents or guardians within the same time that they're reported missing. I am happy to hear that. So how so as far as deaths go, um, how often was a wrongful death lawsuit filed? Um, when someone dies due to negligence of another person or organization, their family can file what's called a wrongful death lawsuit. Um, I suspect anybody, whenever anybody's died at Disney, yeah, you file a suit. Uh, so apparently there have been 83 reported fatal incidents at Disney parks and the lawsuit status of each one is as follows. 65% of incidents involved no lawsuit. 14% of incidents involved a lawsuit in which Disney settled. 6% of cases have an unknown lawsuit status. Uh, 6% of incidents resulted in OSHA finding Disney for safety violations. So that would have been like for the workers or something. 5% of incidents involved a lawsuit against a third party like a manufacturer, and 4% of incidents had a lawsuit that was dismissed or the status is unknown. How many had died? Uh, It says 83 reported fatal incidents. Incidents. Um, Yeah, so that would most likely be like an accident or something like that. This isn't like someone died of a heart attack. Diabetic-induced heart attacks. Yeah, um, the age breakdown of victims is 15% are children under 10, uh, between 11 to 18, 17%, 19 to 64, 44%, senior citizens, 9%. Um, the rest is unknown at 15%. And 21, unknown. 21% of these fatalities are employees and 79% are guests. Employees? You imagine all the employees are quite young, don't you? I imagine there's a lot of heat stroke. Yeah. Yeah, a timeline of fatal incidents at Disney parks. And all of this is on a website called Damfirm, D-A-M-F-I-R-M.com. Below is a timeline of fatalities that have occurred at both Disney parks. So that's Disneyland and Disney World. 
really, I mean, f- no more than four in any given year. Most That's years what I tell you. don't have one. You know, it's 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 a low amount, and I have the actual number of deaths and and the causes. So twenty two were from natural causes. Ten were from suicide. Ten were from suicides. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell me some. I don't have all the details on the suicide. How would you do it? I mean, I could see how someone might go like a lot of people kill themselves in Vegas too. Yeah, but Vegas, I can imagine there's lots of places where you can go and hide, hold yourself up and lose your mind. Yeah. But in I Disney think, World, would you, I mean, it's I, a great big open expanse, isn't it? I think a lot of people go like, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to kill myself, so I'm going to go to Disney World. Swiss Family Robinson, you could kill yourself off that. You could. I thought that when yeah. I was up there. I thought I could kill myself now if I wanted. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I, I did think yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. That seems like the best place. Yeah, it would be. You get to go pretty high up, and there oh, are there's no security around. You've got a very off. low railing. Yeah. Not that anyone. Not that we're encouraging it, but no. that's that's where you do it. If you're gonna do it, that's where I do it. Or throw yourself under the steamboat. Yeah. Ten deaths from drowning. Yeah, steamboats. Eight from falling. Five from crushing. Five from head injury. Five from blunt force trauma. Oof. Four from plane accident. Plane? Yeah, it must have been a, like a personal, you know, propeller plane or something. I don't okay. know. Three were, have been run over or dragged by a ride. Christ. That, ooh, yeah. I know. Three uh, are unknown. Two hit by a vehicle. Two vehicle attack. One alligator attack. One amoebic meningocephalitis. Ah, oh, I knew that was coming. One boat accident, one brain hemorrhage, one decapitated, one explosion. One decapitated. One explosion, one pulmonary embolism, one shooting, one stabbing. They get more exciting the lower the numbers get. Yeah. As soon as you start getting into twos and ones, you start getting some weirder stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I assume because there'd be fewer fewer shootings (laughs) than blunt force traumas. Yeah. Okay, so I pulled some um, fun facts for us like I always do this comes from travelandleisure.com so number one there are secret tunnels under Magic Kingdom which I told you about the existence of the Utilidors a system of tunnels underneath Magic Kingdom is perhaps the best known Disney World secret the tunnels are key to keeping this park running and the magic alive it keeps characters from certain lands traveling through other lands so that it doesn't blow the illusion of you know any given that you're right next door to the land in which another one could have come from exactly yeah (laughs) so cast members can take the tunnels cast members are what all the employees are called by the way cast members can take the tunnels to their assigned area so everyone stays in theme when they're in front of guests number two disney creatively reuses old ride elements Uh, Disney strategically reuses audio animatronic figures and even vehicles from extinct rides to create existing or exciting new experiences for guests. Who said exciting new experiences? (laughs) That Disney quote. I don't know. It's it's a travel and leisure quote. So soon Disney will reimagine Splash Mountain with a Princess and the Frog theme. And I'm sure some of the... I know. So that was something Megan actually told me. What? Um... 
And that was the best thing. It was the first thing we did, and it was the best thing we did. It was and it's not the best good. thing we did because it was the first thing, and then we were jaded. No. It was the best thing. But I'm sure that the princess and the frog will also be really colorful. I don't even know what that is. I know you don't. We haven't watched it yet. Um, Didn't know what Br'er Rabbit was either. Just heard the name. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Seemed it, fun, though. I'm pretty sure that cartoon has been accused of quite a lot of uh, trigger warning things oh yeah yeah i'm pretty I, I think so you think they would have put one i don't the know that much queue, about it at the start of the queue yeah no we did not get a trigger warning for any of our rides liberty square is more Except you may get wet exactly liberty square is more historically accurate than you might have guessed even with its replica liberty bell and liberty tree magic kingdom's liberty square is much more authentic than you may have realized because there were no modernized bathrooms in the colonial days it's said that there technically aren't any within this land either yeah it's <laughs> on. and it's funny because... the inconvenience of their patron that's yeah. how realistic they're trying to make it and it is really funny because when we <laughs> as soon as we got to liberty square that was when i needed to use the bathroom <laughs> just the idea of them <laughs> going go what if people one? need to have a piss around here like no this yeah. is the way it's gonna be yeah. even though he's got a bloody mickey mouse theater yeah you can't have a piss in liberty square exactly um Many of Main Street's flags aren't technically American flags. Oh, yeah. I like this one. Magic Kingdom's Main Street is lined with our nation's flags, only they're not technically American because regulations require traditional flags to be raised, lowered, and flown at half-mast. Each is missing a star or stripe in order to be left up permanently. They serve double duty, too, as the flagpoles are actually lightning rods in disguise protecting guests below from inclement weather. What do you think about that? Um, I think that that's a it's a pretty uh, interesting loophole, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of it, it feels very un-American. There's <laughs> yes. something, it, something about that that feels treasonous, actually. Yeah, it's kind of funny that they're like, mm, we don't want to have to lower our flags. To... Well, I understand that they don't want to. You're adhere. supposed to lower them and raise them at the end of every day, I think, technically, and things like that. Which I understand you know. that you don't yeah, want to have to. And also, work. when some of you know, when a person of note dies, you don't want to have to bring the real world's misery into the Magic Kingdom, but it is still ultimately the real world. And I would have thought that kind of bastardising, uh, what they called it, old Betty, old Betsy, what do they call the flag? Old Glory. Old Glory would uh, would have uh, felt a bit more... Uh, something about that doesn't feel right. It feels mm. like it's uh, treasonous. It's a cop-out. It's a bit of a cop-out. Well, it feels treasonous. Yeah, okay. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, potentially... Um, the sidewalks have special meanings. Disney pays incredible attention to detail right down to the sidewalk you step on. On Main Street, the differing colors supposedly help to subconsciously guide guests and keep them from tripping at night. And at Liberty Square, the, there's a brown wavy path down the center of the road. And it's said to represent how colonial era residents would dip, dispose of their waste in the middle of the street. Right. And that presumably if you need to have a shit, you just do it there as well. Yeah, I don't think they'd be happy about that. No. I mean, they don't well, they have a bathroom. should have provided bathrooms That's my point. <laughs> exactly. Main Street's second level pays homage to Disney employees. Main Street USA may be an idealized homage to the small towns of Walt Disney's Missouri birthplace, but its second level hides references to the company's most valued employees. 
Each window inscription is actually a distinctive honor personalized to an integral cast member who made a noteworthy contribution to the park. Look. That's nice. Yeah, it is nice. It's I wonder if they like keep a... doing it as time goes on, because I'm sure that all the good deeds didn't stop with Walt's demise. No. I'm sure there have been people since then, maybe the people that decided to charge $180 a ticket, who may have mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> maybe held in high esteem by the yeah, Walt Disney Company. Exactly. Uh, have their name etched permanently. Yeah, I mean, Roy Disney has his own Well, I would have thought so. His brother, wouldn't he? Um, artists like Yale, Gracie, and Claude Coates for their theatrics and tricks uh, put on display in rides like The Haunted Mansion. Someone named Buddy Baker, who composed the music for many Disney films and theme park attractions. So, I guess it's people like, like very, very high artisans within the Disney umbrella. Not like a really good janitor who... Stayed late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should. Maybe he'll get his own. Well, trash that's what I mean. Maybe he'll get his own trash can because even the trash is magical at Magic Kingdom. Given that it's the most magical place on Earth, it only makes sense that Magic Kingdom's garbage is magical as well. The theme park uses an AVAC pneumatic tube system, which sucks garbage through vacuum tubes in various spots throughout the park to a central location just beyond Frontierland Splash Mountain. Invented in Sweden, the tube, the tube system never really took off in the States, but it is still utilized in Disney theme parks to this day. And the trash cans are very strategically placed. Speaking of trash, did you know that there are trash cans positioned every 30 feet in Disney parks? Yeah, because you told me. I did tell you that already. These ubiquitous, ubiquitous bins help keep the park tidy, but they've also developed a bit of a following. You'll notice uniquely themed trash cans throughout the parks, and you can even purchase trash can merchandise from Disney. We saw some of that. Yeah, I mean, that is no surprise given that there are about... I'd love to know how many shops there are in Disney where you can buy tat. I oh, mean, so many. Thousands. Yeah. Got to be. Yeah. Haunted Mansion has almost as many secrets as ghosts. The hallowed history of Disney's Haunted Mansion has yielded many interesting factoids, but there are plenty more within the cobweb-covered manse, so long as you pay close attention. If it's quiet enough, you can hear gargoyles whispering for you to leave the stretching room. Conversely, the ghastly piano player at the beginning of the journey is playing the attraction's iconic grim grinning ghosts, even if you can't audibly hear the music. That's funny, so the keys are playing that song. Don't get too distracted by the many spirits within the dining room scene and miss the hidden Mickey made from plates on the dinner table or the homage to Donald Duck by way of the ride's creepily decorated armchair midway through. Okay, the the hidden Mickeys I was looking out for the whole time, and I did not see one. So they are truly hidden, and I was genuinely looking for them. Oh, this is going to be interesting for you it doesn't stop there take a peek at the graveyard just outside the ride's exit and you'll see a gravestone dedicated to mr toad a nod to mr toad's wild ride which was removed to make way for sean's favorite ride winnie the pooh two decades ago such a waste of 30 40 minutes (laughs) yeah i made you go on that we'll we'll talk about that in a moment there's a super exclusive suite in Cinderella Castle. Yeah, I looked I told that up. You about this. Yeah, yeah I saw the video. I watched the whole video about yeah. what, it, what it looks like and that you can only win it and you only get one night. The checkout time is 7.30 in the morning if you get uh, a chance to so stay there. So you have there. to leave before the park Yeah, opens. so the next that people can come in. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. But I mean, I guess you would get up and go enjoy the park, wouldn't you? 
you yeah, probably get still, early. 7.30 a.m. checkout. I know. We had a 10 a.m. checkout at our yeah. hotel. It's the first time I've ever heard anything that early. Maybe they just get up early in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, they're all the busy, aren't shining. they? Yeah. Did any of those facts stick out to you? Anything interesting there? Uh, well, we didn't see any hidden Mickeys, which we were looking out for at no. the time. Uh, other than that, no, not really. Um, the other thing that I'd mentioned in the intro was... Uh, the special paint, the green, which I also Go didn't away see green. anywhere. Yeah, it's well, so I looked that up afterwards, and, and what it seemed to me was that it just blended in with the foliage so well that yeah. you wouldn't see exactly. But like, security cameras and it's doorways as I'm well, sure, yeah. and and all kinds of stuff that I was actively looking out for and did not see. So it's go away green. It's a unique color specifically designed to help construction walls blend in and backstage buildings not obscure the view of guests. The Disney uh, no-see green is a combination of colors to mute its appearance, matching the surrounding greenery without standing out. I was looking for it and I couldn't see it, so they do a very good job. So the secret club at Disney is called Club 33, and I think it's Gonna, this is going to go in uh, to the Disney adult kind of lore that you are such a, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Realist. A realist about? Yeah. Okay. So Club 33. It originally started at Disneyland. Club 33 is a secret club at four of the Disney theme parks. Disneyland, Disney World, Disneyland Shanghai, and Disneyland Hong Kong that give members a chance to enjoy a more distinguished time than chomping on churros while waiting in line for Splash Mountain. Um, do you have any uh, guess at how much an annual membership cost of this? Well, first of all, I'd like to know what it is. What do you get okay, for Club okay, 33? Okay. Club 33. Um, if you are at Disneyland or Disney World, you may stumble upon a seemingly normal door that says 33 and not even realize you've stumbled upon one of the most exclusive clubs on Earth. That door is actually just a prop while the real entrance is around the corner and requires verification for you to enter. Um, forget about lightning lane or park hopping because none of those luxuries compare to the VIP treatment you get when you become a Club 33 member. So I don't know. I, I don't think they tell you a lot about what it is. I'm sure it's fine dining. I'm sure it's extremely specialized right. activities. I'm sure it's... Don't wait a second in line. Why Club Why 33? Was that the year that Snow White came out or something? Is that a significant year? Um, so according to Disney, Club 33 is simply named after its address at 33 Royal Street in New Orleans Square at Disneyland. So oh. very, very so simple explanation. So they tell us. now. So now that you understand kind of what it is. Oh, here, here's some perks. You get annual passes that are valid 365 days a year, 51-day park hopper tickets, five-day-long VIP guided tours, and access to exclusive concierge events. There's also a chance you could cross paths with celebrities as the likes of Tom Hanks and Rebel Wilson are reportedly members. 50 entries. Maybe it's 100. You get annual passes for 365 days out of the year, so yeah. I guess... And then fifty one, so maybe that's for additional guests or something. You right. get you get to give people, you know. Oh, that's got a cost about. Does it tell you how much it costs? Yeah, I wanted you to guess. All right, uh, 
$65,000. It's actually lower than that. Is it? It's $30,000. Huh. Uh, that's the membership fee to join. Um, that's not the end of it, as you reportedly need to pay 15000 annually to remain a member. Uh, so you pay an initial 30000 and then 15000 a year annually. If I was Tom Hanks, I would. Yeah, if you had kids, I guess. I mean, he's got to take Chet somewhere. Yeah, Chet's got to go. <laughs> Chet probably demands it. So while Club 33 used to be one of those urban myths you'd hear about but had no real way to verify, in the digital age, it's more of an open secret. So it used to just sort of be mythologized, but it has always been real, I guess. Like animal style in an out burger. Yeah, yeah. You just have to ask. Um, Not less than 33 grand for some mushrooms. <laughs> so... Let's get into this Disney adultification thing that you saw going on. And I, I want to give you the floor to talk about uh, it was just what you witnessed. Well, I was surprised to see. And, you know, we were, I suppose we were two adults without any children there and didn't feel that weird because we were wearing normal clothes. But I think the strangest <laughs> thing is seeing uh, grown adults, sometimes couples, even with their kids, with just pictures on their, all of them wearing Disney merch. Yeah. Or really, dressed up as princesses. like Yeah, I mean, that I sort of just think maybe those people are a bit weird mm-hmm. and like obsessed. And like one girl we saw had a big yellow dress on. She must have been in her early 20s. Yeah. And she was carrying with her a little box. Yeah. And she had Disney tattoos all over her. Like, that's just weird. You know, yeah. you can't do anything about those people. <laughs> that's, you know, you know, I, you almost accept them because they're just so bonkers and into it. Right. It's the people who are there wearing loads of Disney merch the whole What's time. What's weird about that? You have a hundred Mets merchandise. Yeah, but that's a sporting event, isn't it? That's yeah, but it's a thing you're really into. No, it's, it's something it's, you're it's, interested it's, it's, in. It's a genuine sport. It's a, it's a it's war without the killing, isn't it? That's what that's what sport is. It's something to really get invested in. Walking around in Disney clothes. I mean, just having a Disney... So you, something you, designed you for children more, as well, by the way. You thought it was more crazy that people had t-shirts on that said Disney yeah. than someone dressed up like yeah. a princess at 30 years old? Yeah. I think it's weird when you see grown-ups walking around with, like, you know, hubby, uh, hubby mouse t-shirts. And right. Like, oh, you mean, like, the family-themed t-shirts? Yeah, all of it, really. Like, like grown adults wearing bunny ears. I mean, you can't tell me that's the same thing it's as wearing... It's not bunny ears. A, a Mickey ears. You can't tell me that's the same thing as wearing a New York Mets hat. I mean, this this is designed for oh. children. It's just very infantilizing, that's all. I just find it very, very strange that grown-ups would put something like that on, look in the mirror and go, yes, I'm going out in this today. Okay, well, then you might find this even stranger. Um, there are Disneyland gangs. Gangs? What, like the Crips? <laughs> like, like social clubs based on interests, and they wear, uh, they wear, like, biker... But they're not re- they're not really hard, are they? These no, people? but I do think that they, you know, you would be scared about them if you met them. Um. So they they prefer to be known as social clubs. Okay. Uh, because of, but many are perceive them to be gangs because of the motorcycle inspired vests, the close kinship uh, that they have together, and that they gather in large groups uh, over specific interest within the Disney umbrella. What, so you have like a Toon Club? Yeah. Kind of Renaissance Club. Exactly. So an Originals um, Club. Vice did a story talking about the Disney punks of Magic Kingdom. Uh, 
While there are rumors of misbehavior, misbehavior, clubs like Main Street Elite and Neverlanders think of the parks as home and will go to links to talk to cast members about their day and to notify them if they see rules being broken. Disney spokesperson... Like vigilantes. Yeah. Disney spokesperson Kevin Rafferty went on the record about the group saying, we are fortunate to have guests who share such a strong affinity for Disneyland Resort. Um, Sounds like Donald Trump talking about the Proud Boys. So there's here's a couple dressed in jackets that say Sid's Toys Disneyland. That's yeah, Toy Story. I know that one. Yeah, so not, I, I not feel like Disney. these are people who cling to like kind of the the anti-hero character in certain in certain cartoons or whatever, and and really identify with that. So there's the. Lost Boys and then the Sid's Toys group, cool, like man. Misfits. Yeah, it's uh, it is like the the further you go down this rabbit hole, it is pretty weird. Um, there's the White Rabbit Social Club, and what else? One Hundred Acre Honeys, the Second Star Flyers. <laughs> it's really, it's really, like that is weird. That's weird. That's really yeah, so. It's, it's all weird, you know. Okay, so my cousin did give us uh, a little bit of information. She was very kind to do that, seeing as how she got married the day before she sent this over. So I'm going to read out some of the facts that she uh, gave us, and then she also has a little bit of a personal testimony as to why working at Disney is so special. These are some facts that she would probably give out if she were giving a tour or something like that. So the park opened October 1st, 1971. There's over 22,000 acres, almost twice the size the island of Manhattan. Only a third of it is currently developed. Some of it will never be touched to to preserve and protect the wildlife. Okay, it is. Uh, It's the largest single-site employer in the USA. Over 77,000 cast members doesn't surprise me just sli- in Florida. Doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I imagine that it's the largest, largest single-site employer by quite some way, I would have thought, excluding the likes of the Pentagon. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't even know if the Pentagon... <laughs> well, has, I'm just saying, I think that that's quite, it's probably the biggest single-site employer by quite some distance, I would have thought. Yeah. So, like I said, 77,000 just in Florida for Disney. That's amazing. It's so large that... That uh, Disney splits into two different counties, Orange and Osceola. Am I saying that right? Yep. Uh, Which is why Disney is part of their own municipality, Reedy Creek Improvement District, which means they are in charge of their own water waste and emergency response team and makes Disney uh, not a tax burden on the people of Florida. Walt Disney passed away a full year before they broke ground on the Magic Kingdom and his brother Roy put off retirement to oversee phase one of Walt Disney World, which was Magic Kingdom. When did he die? Uh, Roy passed away in December of 1971, just a few months after. So that's, it was obviously around. a killer, that project, wasn't it? it? That's been. why you don't come out of retirement once you retire. Yeah, well, he did, he prolonged his retirement. He did not, he put off retiring and just right. kept going. Okay. Didn't even take a break. Um, so here's something that Megan sent us just as for, she's worked for the parks for over a decade now. Um, not every day is magic and pixie dust, and it's not a cheap vacation. Some folks say, say that again. <laughs> some folks save up their whole lives just to go one time, but time and again, guests choose Disney. 
They have that emotional connection with the brand because they remember how they felt that first time they saw a Disney film or maybe they remember watching it with a loved one no longer here. The parks take that emotional connection and then add immersive experiences to not only show you the stories, but put you in the stories. It's a neat moment when someone sees the castle for the first time or a little one finally gets to meet their favorite character. Everything at the parks is intentional. From the placement of a trash can to the queue of an attraction, everything tells a story. When you boil it all down, Walt Disney World exists because one small town Midwestern boy had a dream. We're both from the Midwest, of course, so that's special. And being someone who gets to keep that dream going and to create happiness and memories for others, it's pretty cool. So that's her emotional yeah, and I, I can see that. why she. Yeah, I can see why people who like Disney have an emotional connection to it. It's brilliantly laid out. I mean, there's not a inch of land that doesn't seem like it hasn't been thought about. Yeah, which is very unlike British theme parks <laughs> yeah. that I grew up going to, which were good. Yeah, how so, did how did it compare? Oh, to it's much the theme better. Of course, it is. You know. Yeah, it's, it's much much better. I mean, the magic is there if you are into it mm-hmm. you know it's th- everywhere you look um i thought that the in general that the sort of staff working there would be a little bit sort of more painted on happy mm. uh, i was expecting kind of london 2012 olympics vibe yeah but i guess if you do that every day you probably wouldn't be like <laughs> that but all, but the design of the park and even in the lines for the ride and even on the rides when you're you know going through these what in england would just be going around a log flume waiting for the jump right waiting for the drop no it's like no, a whole, there's a whole world. thing going on you know? there's a lot of world building and there's a lot of animatronics which kind of feels yeah. like if that had been designed today that wouldn't be the case because animatronics just as an idea feel dated yeah they well feel i was dated. thinking about this like if walt were still alive today i think we would have because he holograms. was so obsessed with progress exactly i think it would be a lot of holograms i think it would be a lot of uh, you know, CGI kind of tech rides. Like Universal has a lot of those where you go in and it's almost like a VR experience. Um, and the animatronics do feel dated and kitsch, which I love. Like, yeah, personally, I, like I love I like that them. about it. I love that all of the effects are practical effects, basically. Like, there is not a lot of um, digitized you know effects with these when it comes to these rides and i think that's really cool but i do think walt would probably have wanted to see i think if you were around now he'd probably go down and go why why haven't you updated this yeah yeah i was thinking that especially tomorrowland yeah which yeah was the last land that we went Mm -hmm. to and that was like 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 the film it's like a well it was a 70s version of the future it was like logan's run yeah it was like the yeah. Festival of Britain in, yeah. in Battersea. It was this dated idea. Even the fonts that yeah. you know have the, the people mover and the carousel of progress. Right. They haven't updated any of it. No, and which is nuts. I mean I personally love that about it, but I yeah. think Walt would not have. But it doesn't make it, it. But it doesn't make it now seem like the premier uh, amusement park in the world mm-hmm. at all. And yeah. Even though it has got the most visitors, I know that mm-hmm. thirty odd million a year. It's actually pretty tired a lot mm. of it like a lot and I know they keep like bringing in new rides and, and that's great and mm-hmm. I love Frontierland and I thought Adventureland was great but mm-hmm. there are parts of you think you should just start again here especially mm. Tomorrowland just like or at least yeah. add some new stuff it would be fun if they kept some of the old but then added like what we envision the future to be 
you know, from well, from this point on. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I think in the 60s and 70s, the vision of the future was bright. And today, we don't really dream about the future much. You know, like we don't really, uh, if we do, it's, it's a grim outlook. Um, and that wasn't really the case back then. The future was exciting and... and yeah, but we were in the middle of a Cold War then, yeah. so you could argue that actually the threat of nuclear annihilation was even greater then. I yeah. know that might sound glib at the moment, given what's going on in Eastern Europe, but mm. actually I would say that things were just as terrifying then mm-hmm. in terms of the end of humanity. Mm. Uh, yes, there are other sort of more visceral concerns now, such as climate change, but actually... That was a concern then too. No, I know, but it's, <laughs> but it's, been, it's obviously much greater and more urgent now. Uh, but you know, I think I think that that is the uh, t- Tomorrowland. Like this idea of the perfect future is the on the strength of one man's vision. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think everyone was like that. I, don't, I think yeah, he I'm was thinking that, about yeah. the future, yeah. and he was Walt Disney, so he yeah. could do whatever he wanted. Right. And people got excited by his enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And I think now that, that that doesn't exist. I mean, it does exist with certain people. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the sort of hated billionaires. Um, but they sort of do look to the future, don't they? Into space and technology. Right. Um, so you you think. Uh, like Walt was the Elon Musk of the time. Well, I think I think that to, all of Disney only exists because of him. Yeah. And Epcot and Tomorrowland only exist because of him. Mm-hmm. And there are, they, you know, it could easily just take another individual now to create a world like that if they wanted to, and mm-hmm. people could go and enjoy it and maybe look at some of the positives. Yeah. I just think we're, we're maybe a very neg-headed yeah. uh, generation. Sure. Uh, not without Warren all the time, but perhaps uh we need some more dreamers well you know could be worse (laughs) (laughs) it could be worse yeah so let's get into best ride worst ride yeah go ahead give me your best ride was the first ride we went on you know the answer to both these questions i do but they don't yeah okay but you know (laughs) best best ride was the first ride splash mountain yeah because uh, I loved Frontierland anyway. I yeah. just thought that was the, the most exciting, fun land. With it. And it was all quite mischievous as well. If you were to, A lot of the signs on the lines for the queues were quite funny and mm-hmm. a bit, almost a little bit tailored to adults. Yeah. But Splash Mountain went on for about seven or eight minutes. You were yeah, never bored. Long, didn't it? You were I mean, ne- in a good way. Yeah, but... yeah, you were never bored on it. You were always seeing something strange from the Brer Rabbit uh, fantasies and it was actually, and it was quite thrilling at the same time. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It reminded me of my youth when I used to go to Chessington World of Adventures, <laughs> and there was the dragon uh, log log flume. Uh, and the worst ride, you know what it is, I know what it is. <laughs> it was Winnie the Pooh, and I was really pissed off. You made us go on that <laughs> because you could tell that it wasn't for adults in Not any way. No, it, it had was... no nostalgic value for you because it was a new ride. Yeah, it taken over the toad. Yeah. And it was obviously. I I'm, love Winnie the Pooh though. Yeah, like, you didn't love the ride though. You no, can't love. But I knew good. it was going to be that yeah. bad. Uh, and <laughs> the, I'm not obviously. I'm not going to complain about children being at Disneyland, yeah. but the kids in that queue were really annoying. Yeah. Really, one was like one was just holding on to my leg for twenty minutes. <laughs> Wouldn't let go. <laughs> 
She had a little knee brace on, which yeah. made me keep, think she kept doing it and I falling know, over. It was cute. Poor little kid. Yeah, right. Well, it was cute, but that was a. <laughs> and it was the only queue we got on that the uh, the actual queuing time was longer than advertised. Yeah, that's true because most of the most of the they they give you a little you know idea of how long the queue is for each ride and there was one that said 45 minutes and we got on and I said more like four to five minutes you should repeat that as a joke it was great (laughs) but it really was it was only like five it was literally I was like where are they getting the the data on how long these lines actually are because it was all over the place I mean and I get that maybe they want people to you know to think it's going to be longer than it is to kind of make you feel in a good mood but some of them were so wildly off like the Winnie the Pooh was longer than it said it would be. I think it said it was 20 minutes and it and probably crapper. took 30, 35 minutes. Um, and then some of them said 45 minutes and we were in there, like we were in our seats on the ride within space within five mountain. minutes. Yeah, Space, space Mountain. And, um, that went quick. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, so I don't know where they're getting the data for <laughs> how long the rides are, but... For the most part, I don't think we waited more than half an hour for anything, do you? No, I was surprised at that. I thought that was good. I thought we'd be queuing for ages yeah. and I'd be getting quite frustrated. And I was tired by the end of the day. But, uh, yeah, I thought the lines were perfectly you know, reasonable for a theme park. And yeah. the parade was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You got to see Ariel. Got to see Ariel. <laughs> Your um, Hall of Presidents. Yeah. That was weird. Really weird, isn't it? Really weird. Yeah. I love it. I love the Hall of Presidents. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's a very wide, wide screen, like much bigger than your average cinema, um, mm-hmm. sort of letterbox, and it's got the story of America. But it, it's got like the story of the presidency, basically. Yeah, which yeah. is the story of America. You know, story mm-hmm. of America. And they pick and choose their bits. Starts mm-hmm. off with, an, of course, animatronic mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. And then you see, uh, then it's almost jump straight to Teddy Roosevelt I feel like you know, after yeah. Civil well, War well it starts with George Washington George Washington obviously jumps 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 Lincoln, Lincoln Civil Teddy War Roosevelt, jumps 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 bit of Roosevelt. World War 2 yeah. and then the curtain goes back and you've got all of the 43 I think presidents uh, 44 46. presidents 46 you've got all the 46 presidents animatronically and it just lists out their names and they all like nod solemnly with a spotlight on them yeah. where their names being called out. Yeah. Even the shit ones. Yeah. Which is, a, you know, when you're actually hearing them being read out, quite a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And then it yeah. ends with Washington sort of passing the torch to the current president. Joe Biden. <laughs> and it's always been, it's always been George Washington sort of passes the torch to whoever is the sitting president. Yeah. And he gives his oath. And then it's over. It was really... It, I have to say, because this was a Walt's idea, wasn't it? The yeah. Hall of Presidents. It, it was originally it was, just Lincoln. It was called, like, Moments with Abraham Lincoln or something. Which where he, he understands. Gave, yeah. Because he's Abraham Lincoln. Right. And therefore... You Walt, know, like, idolized Abraham Lincoln. was his favourite. Yeah. Well, um, but there's a reason why he'd... There's a reason why he'd idolise Abraham. Mm-hmm. There's lots of reasons why you'd idolise this sort of humble outsider who... <laughs> Almost not single-handedly, but certainly the most prominent-handedly ended slavery. Mm-hmm. Right? You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna idolise him. Mm-hmm. But many the, the the idea now of a hall of presidents just felt like there's a lot of arseholes in here, or corrupt yeah. people, or people who just didn't really care and just wanted power. Sure. Um, which you could argue is the vast majority. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt a little bit. Um, 
rose tinted. Like, yeah, well, that's what Disney is, isn't it? It's like here's yeah, but it's one thing about the office of the presidency, and here they all are, and we're not picking and choosing our favorites, and this is just you don't have we're to showing that. off her animatronic skills. You could just focus on the greats, <laughs> you know. You could just focus on yeah. the on the um, Mount Rushmore grade, sure, if you wanted. Uh, it just felt like it's okay to have a sugar-coated sugar world mm-hmm. of toy characters. <laughs> just feels a bit weird to throw that same kind of golden light on men. Yeah, yeah, well, I love the Hall of Presidents because it's so weird and so yeah. just like... I'd love it, to do it again. It's so uh, disorienting. Every time I've ever been, I'm just like, that was so fucking weird, but I love it. Yeah. Um, my other favorite ride that I'd never been on before was the Carousel of Progress, which was also <sighs> crazy animatronic, weird shit. Yeah, it was... It's, uh, so it was, just for anyone who doesn't know, it was created for the 1964 World's Fair, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's you're, it's, you're in a theatre, but the theatre moves yeah. in, in the round. Yeah. And, you, and you are confronted with a different living room scene from 1900, 1920, 1940, and then 2022. Apparently. And they've jumped yeah. 60 years <laughs> because what they've done is they've updated that fourth, that yeah. fourth quadrant. Yeah. So originally it would have been 1960. This yeah. is where we are now. Yeah. And instead we've just lost just, all the war. Right, right. <laughs> no war. <laughs> yeah. No Cold War. Yeah. No turn of the century. Yeah. We go straight into like VR. Yeah. From like it's, a guy with a really smeg bizarre. fridge. Yeah. And it was kind of like certainly not offensive, but it was kind of no. dated. I mean, it yeah, felt, of course it was dated. Yeah. We, I always say if you have to marry a woman... Make sure she got a sense of humour. And you thought, they kept that in. They've kept that in. And it was quite... uh, The the carousel of progress. Um, How progressive is it? I don't know. Didn't feel like necessarily... (laughs) It was so weird and I loved it. It was weird. I loved it. And again, animatronic. uh, And yeah, like if you had a kid, you'd definitely take him on that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, 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 you can't, like, words can't really describe how strange it is. It's not like anything I've ever been on before. I mean, you're, the seats of the theater that you're sitting in move around this big circular stage and it's just this weird and it's like is it the same guy he's not a, like i don't know what's going on here <laughs> like, well it is until 2022 where they completely changed the model of the man yeah it's and his family. just it's just you got if you ever go back to disney world and you haven't been on this ride please do yourself a favor and go it's bizarre um and then my favorite just out of nostalgia reasons, right, is the Haunted Mansion. I love yeah. the Haunted Mansion. I think, the again, the practical effects that they use in there are so impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, these rides, like we said, Walt probably would have wanted holograms and stuff today, but I think it, I think just the... Well, he almost does on the Haunted Mansion. I mean, I can't work out they're, how, they're how like they've projection. done that. Yeah. They use projections and certain things, but they're still... It's still happening right in front of you. Like everything is, you could reach out and touch it and it's a real live experience. And I think the creativity and the detail and the imagination that went into so many of these rides is why people keep going back. It's it's so fun to see. Yeah, I can see why people keep going back. I mean, if you're going to buy all the t-shirts, 
you uh, better have somewhere to wear them in the future. Yeah, exactly. Um, should we touch on our Epcot experience at all? If you want. I sort Briefly. of feel like Epcot is uh, not Disney. It yeah. feels yeah. like that I mean, feels like Walt's thing. <laughs> right? Thing. Walt's thing. Yeah. Like okay. that is just his thing. That to me isn't Disney. That is Meglin and Michael. Well, yeah. So I didn't realize this until I started doing research that it was. A, the intention of Epcot was to be a planned community, an experimental planned community of tomorrow. I think that's what it, what Correct. Epcot stands for. And Walt wanted it to be sort of this almost like bubble of existence, like a place where you lived and worked, I think, and just like this utopian town. And obviously that didn't work out. So now it is sort of a showcase of world food and architecture yeah i'm not trying to question you completely here i think he had an idea of playing community Mm -hmm. and epcot was like the was the prototype yeah this is what it could look like if we all had live in my utopian future yeah and you can tell but all the cast members there are wearing sort of like futuristic well not futuristic now (laughs) but 70s futuristic like onesies Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. uh all the rides are very much about speed and Mm -hmm. progress uh and then we ended up just going to the english pub and having a few pints of guinness didn't we (laughs) yeah we went we went around the world we got various treats little treats from um we got something from japan we got stuff from hawaii we got germany yeah um it's it's a really fun way to spend your evening. It's I a nice think. way to end the day, yeah, yeah, because I feel like the pressure's off a little bit. You've done a lot, and, yeah. uh, you, and you can and it does feel more geared to adults Definitely. because it's you know you can drink and yeah, it's yeah. It, there was it, some good music, some bands in different. There was some decent places. music, yeah, yeah. There were they were good. They were very competent, yeah. weren't they? It yeah. sounded good. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of felt a bit more like you'd find a stagger a Hindu. Yeah. Not one that I'd go on, but right. it's that, that's if you're going to have one at a yeah. Disney park, that's the one you have at. Home. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. fun. I'd never been, um, and I think it is definitely more of a place for adults. There's not really that much for little kids to do there to be. I think there is a lot for them to do, but I don't think it's geared towards it. I think right. it's more geared towards the family. I mean, they did have lots of kiddie rides. Did uh, they? Yeah, they did. They were the, in the. They have the uh, aquarium. The, yeah, they have the aquarium, really but cool. they also have like the Finding Nemo thing. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff geared. Yeah, to kids. they had some things, but certainly nowhere near. I think. No, 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 not as much as Magic Kingdom, but there, yeah. were, th- there were things there. Uh, unfortunately, the sort of middle of the park was a building site. Um, yeah, which they're we building something coming big in through there. The monorail. Right. I looked it up. I think previously it was just a garden, so maybe we weren't missing too much, and they were just doing a little bit of. Uh, sorely needed horticultural updates but that was a bit of a shame because it felt a bit scarred mm, that's uh, okay which there's progress they're making progress they are making that's pro- what yeah, exactly, Walt would have yeah. wanted to see that's um, what they should have written on the boards actually we're making progress yeah, yeah come exactly back, come back tomorrow not, come literally, back tomorrow not literally tomorrow you know but in the way in, we always say it yeah tomorrow tomorrow yeah um, yeah and I the thing that we rode there really was just the space what was it space spaceship Earth, Earth which, which was, was pretty cool it was kind of Dame the Judy history Dench. of man Jame, Dame Judy Dench was in my ear holes yeah uh, telling me about the history of humanity of mankind yeah. Yeah. yeah which was pretty fascinating again a lot of animatronics um, 
That was good. It was cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it all. I just felt it was very, very dated. Yeah. <laughs> very dated. Yeah. It's amazing to me that I, I'm, I remember going to Universal 20 years ago and we didn't go this time. But I even now with like Harry Potter and all these rides, Universal must feel streets ahead of Disney in terms of modernity. Oh, yeah. I mean, it must be miles ahead of it. Yeah. And so why do people go to Disney? For the magic and for mm-hmm. nostalgia, that's yeah. why they, that's why they go. Absolutely. They don't go for the thrill. Mm-hmm. They don't go for the surprises. Mm-hmm. They don't, get, you know, they don't, they don't go for anything really modern. They go because they they want to experience. They want the Disney experience, and they want to, you know, remember the films of their youth. Yeah, and, and impart that on their kids, and that's fair enough, is it? I think so, and I think th- I think the fact that some of the things haven't changed is what stirs up that nostalgia for everyone like Tomorrowland is the same Tomorrowland my dad visited mm. and that I visited you know they should have called it and you know yesterday land <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not bad that is it was, that was good yeah. that was very good there you go all right. Well, that wraps up our Disneyland or Disney World, excuse me, right. experience. Um, what a trip. We had a good time. The we whole, have a good time. Five days. We did in sit Florida. through a timeshare explanation for two hours, oh, so we got one hundred and fifty dollars off spending at Disney. Yeah, um, which helped. Which was entertaining in itself, actually. <laughs> yeah, but that's a podcast for another day. The timeshare podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They called uh, Capital Vacations. Look them up on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you got sixty grand lying around. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. We'll uh, we'll come stay in one of your condos. View. Yeah, for a fee. For a fee. Um, All right, well, thanks, guys, for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this very special episode. See you next time. 